When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in today's podcast, I'm going to be sharing a pair of opinions uh, that that I expect to be somewhat unpopular here in this community. And and I want to say up front that this isn't come about because of any you know change in, in my thoughts on the irresponsibility of monetary and fiscal policy that we're seeing out of the Fed, the U.S. government, uh, governments, and central banks the world over. Um, I haven't changed my viewpoint on precious metals or anything like that. But these are important opinions that, that I think um, we need to understand. We, we need to understand that there's a bit of nuance into this idea of inflation and precious metals investing and whatnot. And, and more than anything, I want to push back against what, you know, all too often can be a bit of a echo chamber here in the precious metals community, the, the alt media, the, the alt financial media that, that you maybe could consider me and, and many of these other podcasts and channels a part of. Uh, I think it's important to, to push back against that. And of course, what I'm talking about today revolves around the inflation number that came out earlier today. This was the November um, CPI number, 6.8% year over year, which by the way, that's the highest number since 1982. Uh, now, right off the bat, of course, yes, I understand that the CPI data is flawed. It it has understated inflation for, for decades now, and it continues to be the case. Uh, and, and yet, even with the official number, uh, you know, the 1980s methodology is probably much more accurate at assessing inflation. And even with the heavily massaged data that we have here in 2021, um, it's still the highest since 1982. Core CPI, the highest since 1991 at 4.9% year over year. And oh, by the way, CPI is 0.8% month over month. So for those that are saying this is just because, you know, there's so much deflation or lack of inflation in 2020, uh, well, look at the month over month. 0.8% is 9.6% annualized, even higher than 6.8%. And, um, and, and, and month over month has been pretty high for, for several months now, right? Just like, like the year over year has been as well. Um, now, predictably, uh, the White House has, has kind of pushed back against some of this. Um, Biden's been talking about inflation is clearly worried about it. He clearly sees it as a threat. Um, not unlike past presidents and their approach to monetary policy or inflation in general, oftentimes you'll see presidents uh, take a stand against the Fed, maybe moving in more hawkish direction because, you know, who wants to be president when the Fed commits yet another you know, policy error and, and tightens too quickly or, or, um, you know, causes a stock market to crash because, because they don't realize that the stock market is predicated on low rates and, and lots of liquidity through QE. Um, Biden says, um, uh, that the, uh, you know, he said a couple different things here that, that prices have gone up because of supply chain concerns. I think that's a small, it's a, it's, it's part of the, the price increase, but it's only a small price. Um, he's, he, he expects energy prices to come down. Um, and as they come down, I expect, yeah, I, I anticipate he's, he's expecting the same from inflation. Um, he says, how's this? That the inflation data was taken back in November and, and already since then we've seen some of these prices come down. 
And he went so far as to say that he thinks the inflation is at its peak. And that brings me to the unpopular opinion number one here, that inflation is at its peak. And and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and side with Biden here. I do think inflation is at its peak right here in, in November. The November number is 6.8%. Now, let me clarify. I think that is a peak in inflation. I don't think Biden would be coming out here saying things like, hey, prices have already gone down in December since those numbers were, you know, recorded in November. I think, you know, inflation's at its peak here. I don't think he'd be saying those things if, you know, the next CPI print is 7% or 7.5. No, I, I think we're at a peak here. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see over the next couple months inflation moderate. Now, we have to understand what does that mean? Well, if, if we're now considering 6.8% inflation, high inflation, and um, anything under that is acceptable, hey, if we hang out at 6%, at least it's not 6.8%, that's a terrible That's a terrible measure. That's a terrible goal to, to stay under, shoot, to stay under. Um, but but I do agree that I think we're going to be at a peak, a peak here in inflation. I do expect inflation to come down slightly, at least according to the official numbers. Uh, hey, this is the White House we're talking about, the head of the executive branch. You better expect, you better believe that they're able to, um, you know, elicit some changes in some of this data coming out of the BLS. You better believe that's the case. So yeah, this is a peak. Do I expect inflation to be higher in the future? Heck yeah. I think this is just a peak. We'll see inflation moderate over the coming, you know, months. Probably not years. I'm, I'm talking probably a couple months before it will start ticking up again. But, but we also have to remember that, hey, if inflation's at like 4%, at 5%, yeah, at least it's not at 6.8%, but 4 or 5% for the next couple months is still high. It's still dangerously high. It's, it's extremely dangerously high when, when you take into account the fact that, um, that's just the CPI number, right? That's not actual inflation. Actual inflation is much, much higher. So there we go. That's an, that's that's an unpopular opinion number one. Let's go on to number two right away here. Uh, so so the price came out, or sorry, the the CPI number came out, and and pretty quickly, the precious metals markets reacted, and and I'll give them that much. They reacted quickly and swiftly, and both to the upside. Both gold and silver went to the upside. Gold um, went up about, uh, well, okay, $11. Look at that. Only $11. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about here. The silver is only up about 25, 30 cents on the news. Highest CPI number since 1982. Highest core CPI since 1991. And silver's up a whole quarter, if that. Gold's not even up at $10, $10, maybe around $10. What's up with that? So here's my unpopular opinion. I think there's a lot that would come and say, this is, this is manipulation. This has to be manipulation that's happening in the market. And, and does manipulation happen in the gold and silver market? Yeah. Was that the result of, of this lack of upward price movement in, in silver and gold today? I'm, I'm not entirely convinced. And I'll tell you why. Maybe. I mean, these markets, these are paper markets that are, are, are always going to be somewhat manipulated. They're always going to be synthetic, okay? So I want to make that clear. But but I think what happened today, the lack of reaction in the precious metals markets simply can be due to the fact that the narrative has has not moved in the direction of, of the inflationists. 
the, the narrative and, and what people are expecting from the Fed and from you know inflation and whatnot going forward has not shifted. I think there's still this expectation of a couple things. First off, that inflation will moderate, and I'm not talking you know five percent, but even lower than that. The the broader marketplace. I think that's what the narrative. That's what they expect. I think there's this expectation that hey, the Fed has this under control. Yeah, inflation's rising, but hey, guess what? The Fed is tapering. I've covered this extensively in the past. The taper is going to fail. The um, I should restate that their tightening cycle is going to be a failure. They might finish their taper of their QE, um, but but their balance sheet will be at a record high, incredibly high level. Uh, and even once they stop QE, that's still going to be an incredible amount of support for the bond market and for the mortgage-backed security market because they're going to be holding back, you know, what nine trillion, something like that, nine trillion dollars worth of debt from the markets. And oh, hey, when a lot of those assets expire or when they collect you know, coupons on those, they're going to be rolling those over back into the bond market or the mortgage-backed security market. That's a huge amount of support, right? But even then, um, I, I don't think they'll raise rates. But th- that's the problem is there's this narrative that the Fed is going to be raising rates. They're going to finish this taper without any problem. Um, and hey, if inflation does it, you know, stay high, the Fed's going to get it under control. They're going to they're going to increase the pace of their taper. They're going to raise rates faster. The problem with all that is that we're living in the year 2021, not 1981 or 1971. Or the, the point I'm making here is that we live in a different world today. We live in a highly leveraged economy. Leverage, I'm talking debt mostly. Um, credit growth continues to be very high. Again, another fancy word for debt. Consumer debt, government debt. Uh, corporate debt continues to be very high. And, and, and the only reason that it's been able to stay so high without a complete, you know, collapse of the system is low interest rates. I mean, look at the Fed funds rate. Look at mortgage rates. Um, look at corporate bonds. You know, a lot of those are, are not only low, but look at how low they have stayed despite rising inflation. I saw U.S. Treasury bond yields drop today on this news. I mean, like, what is up with that? Um, they've enabled this. And and to raise rates would be a death sentence for the market, the, the broader you know stock market and a lot of those markets that are predicated on low interest rates, real estate and, and others that are predicated on, on low interest rates, uh, liquidity and whatnot. And so there's this narrative that the Fed can do as they please, that they can raise rates to keep inflation under control, and that inflation is probably going to moderate anyways. The fact of the matter is that the Fed is already, I think, getting close to the, you know, the edge of the abyss in terms of their policy. Um, they're only going to be able to taper for so long or to such a great extent. They're, I'd be surprised if they could raise rates more than once without crashing the market. Right? There's this narrative that, hey, inflation is under control and the Fed has, has got these rates under control. But, but, but believe me, as, as soon as the Fed actually starts moving forward with that and say, hey, well, let's speed up this taper even more because look at the inflation or, hey, let's, um, think about raising rates early 2022. The markets, the stock market's going to throw their hands up and then pretty quickly the Fed's going to say, you know, hey, you know, we weren't serious about that. You know, we were just talking about it and the message will have been sent. So going back to the unpopular opinion here, let's not blame this all on inflation. It's that's that's a, sometimes can be a cop out. Yeah, inflation's real. Or sorry, let's not blame this all on manipulation. I say inflation. Let's not blame this all on manipulation. Yeah, manipulation is there. It exists. 
And it's a, I believe it's a pretty significant factor in the precious metals markets. We cannot underestimate this narrative, though, that is, I think, much of the market has, has bought into that there's no way inflation can stay this high for a long time. There's no way the Fed could lose control of inflation. There's no way, you know, basically expecting things to be as they have always been um, when that's just simply not the case. I wanted to go over these numbers, though, real quick before I let you guys go. A couple more of the numbers that I thought were, were especially interesting. Um, the, uh, the, the real wages, um, this is, this is wages relative, wage growth relative to inflation. Zero Hedge pointed out, uh, this is a source actually from Bloomberg, um, that, uh, real wages have shrank for the eighth month in a row. So there's going to be a lot of people out there, including our president, that will say things like, hey, wages growth is going to keep up with inflation. The data would suggest that for the last eight months, it hasn't. Now, yes, if you look at the chart, many months before that saw very strong wage growth, right? But for the last eight months, in the midst of this high inflation, I mean, it's been eight months basically since this inflation really has been firing up. Wage growth has been, real wage growth has been uh, negative. Real wages shrink relative to inflation. And that's the official inflation number. When you take into account, you know, what the true inflation number is, um, it's, it's probably much, much worse. The other thing that Zero Hedge had pointed out was the, uh, um, the year over year, uh, the, the rate of change in the, in the CPI, um, that it's been 12 months. In, in the last 12 months, the CPI has risen from 1.1% to 6.8%, 5.7% growth. And that the rate of change there, inflation, highest since, um, early 1950s, similar to, but higher than, um, than, than in the, you know, in the 1970s and early 80s, where it was, was slightly slower, but still, um, that's a very fast rate of change, right? And, and that's what I think people really have to be worried about is, is kind of the, maybe, I don't know, the tail, the tail risk, I guess, with, with inflation. Namely that this inflation doesn't moderate, nor does it stay steady in the high or mid single digits. But then it goes to double digits and beyond. What, what would it take for something like that to happen? It's hard to say. Certainly the Fed and the federal government with a lot of their spending and money printing and low interest rates, um, those things aren't going to help. Those things have, have created a lot of this inflation in the first place. Is it going to take um, a, a big economic um, event around the world? Um, I, I think certainly... For inflation to continue to rise, and I do expect this to happen, there's going to be a correction in the stock market, maybe even a full-blown crash. Those, there's going to be fears of essentially deflation, unemployment, and deflation, and the Fed's going to be right on it again. And they're, you know, that balance sheet's going to quickly move up over ten billion, uh, ten trillion dollars in no time. Um, but, but that's the one thing that people really are not taking into account. This inflation has moved up quick, five point seven percent, and who's to say that another twelve months from now? It can't be another 5.7%. In fact, you know, inflation usually, you know, the rate of change, or I should say, yeah, the rate of change, that'd be correct. It's not oftentimes something that moves in a linear fashion when you have sort of a high inflation, dare I say, hyperinflationary moment. It's not something that happens in a linear, it happens in a more of an exponential fashion. So even another 5.7% from here, 
you know, if, if this is really one of those type of events, I, I'm not saying it's going to, but I'm saying that people are acting as though that's impossible. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not going to be 5.7% in the next 12 months, right? It, it could be 10.7%. Um, it could be 57%, right? That's how, you know, exponential moves happen in something like inflation. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this down below in the comment section. Um, so again, you know, those two unpopular opinions um, that, that I just think are too often discounted and, and what can sometimes be a bit of an echo chamber, namely that, hey, price didn't go up and much just because of, of manipulation. I think the narrative is, is what really has to change as well. And, and the other one being that inflation is at a peak. I think that this is a peak. It's going to come down a bit. And we're going to find another peak, much, much higher than this. I don't know where, but it's going to be higher. That's my expectation um, for the coming um, coming several months and, and coming several years. So as always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into today's podcast. And God bless.